The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Let me talk to you. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored, and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. After technical difficulties last week, we are back with episode 39 of In The Corner. And a lot has happened in WWE since we were last on air. Um, We'll try and go through some of it, and there's a lot to get to. We've also got some Twitter questions, so thank you very much to everybody that did that. We'll get into more of that in a moment. But joining me, hopefully, from across the pond, Tyler Peters. How are you, sir? Uh, Benny, doing wonderful. It's great to join you. I think Bray Wyatt and his Wyndham Six, it's a conspiracy theory. I, I think they vowed for us not to record a program last week, and it's a shame. If only Bray Wyatt knew the creative juices were flowing, we were going to talk good about him. Uh, I'm not so sure about me. I, I'm kind of lying. Listen to me. I, after I blasted the uh, Mountain Dew pitch black match, that, that's our excuse. It's not the weather. It was something to do with Wyatt. He did not appreciate <laughs> our comments, or at least mine. Uh, so I, I think there's some kind of conspiracy going on. You could be right. We both slammed the name of the the match, and you you know weren't a big fan of it. But yeah, no, some technical difficulties. Weather, I think here. Um, I also had, actually, Tyler, when you went off, because uh, well, we couldn't connect on, we use Skype at the moment. We have been using Discord in the past, so we switched over back to Discord, and even that wouldn't load. Um, yeah, we, we, we just had some issues, man. Not uh, only Bray Wyatt, but I think computer, uh, whether it was desktop or a laptop, just did not want us to uh, have a show for some reason. Whether, I mean, you could use all the... Uh, all the, the things that have affected us. And it, it's a shame, but it happens. You're back. I'm back. And uh, we're better than ever, just like here at Bischoff. <laughs> and it, it's great to be with you. Well, going forward with the shows, I just want to let everybody know, uh, and hopefully Cy will know, because I've, I've not actually told him yet, but obviously um, my schedule has slightly changed. But we aim to bring you the show on Wednesdays, every Wednesday going forward. And if there is time, I will do the bonus episodes or, you know, the the weekend episode like I normally do for SmackDown uh, when I can. Um, and I will try and do those as often as possible, like normal. But because of scheduling and stuff, um, things have changed a little bit. So I can guarantee you Wednesdays from at the moment going forward, definitely. Um, hopefully you can still bring you twice a week, but I'm not going to promise that. But I will definitely say once a week, Wednesdays on SJP Raw Media, uh, Tyler... Most of the time, I would assume if he's available. <laughs> so, um, I, I'm here for you. If if you need me, just uh, make the tag. Make the and tag. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take I'll take the punishment, and uh, you get the glory, and I'll just sit in there going, "Hey, it's a team effort." Absolutely, I, I can't yeah, be yeah. the one to always elevate somebody else. So, <laughs> Benny's got to do it for me. Nah, man, I appreciate you on the show, as you know. Um, but yeah, thanks to everybody that uh, you know have listened and downloaded episode 39 here of In the Corner. I can't believe that. Money in the bank. I know it will be a year of the show. Um, I designed a new logo the other week as well. Sai will probably kill me because he's probably designing merch right now. But it won't be out. The new logo won't be available till season two, which will be Money in the Bank, um, and I'm, which I'm hoping to be at. Tyler, I really am hoping to be there. <laughs> I hope you are too, because I want to see you out in the crowd. I hope that when I'm watching it, they, I go, "Hey, there's Benny." 
I oh, know that guy. He, he's famous. <laughs> and, and you know, I still want the autograph. I, I want the autographed new merchandise shirt. And uh, I, I think I've got some pretty good connections, you know, with Cy. And uh, so, yeah, please, if you can, I, I would love a T-shirt with all sincerity. I mean, uh, I think it's wonderful, man. It, it's fantastic. The merchandise that comes within the corner. I love this show. And I, I love Benny <laughs> Mac. He, well, he's been good to me. Yeah. The, the, the merchandise, um, you know, um, but I'll, you know, not to see the line from Cody and Paul Heyman this week, but I'll re- reveal the curtain a little bit. Uh, Cy is working on the merch in the corner right now because his uh, store is really good. So um, he's going to hope he's doing some designs at the moment. I've, we've talked privately about some designs and different things to do, um, but obviously very busy with other things. So eventually there will be some in the corner stuff on SJP. Uh, on, on his um, on his uh, well on the network's um, merch channel hopefully soon so I'm hoping so and I you know yeah it's Benny hey it's I, Benny is a good one <laughs> yeah um, I, I'm already looking forward to it and I haven't even seen the designs folks so well, I will say this I yeah. will say this Tyler the uh, we I've definitely I don't know whether it's going to happen yet I can't I can't guarantee anything ladies and gents all I know is the conversation I had with Mister uh, Wiseman SJP himself. But uh, the Go Fickle Yourself t-shirt will hopefully be coming soon, Tyler, because that was the one that... Oh, uh, <laughs> that, that was good. I don't know. Was that a side rant? It may actually... It was, it yeah, the, yeah. The, but I think thought. it made it to a main show as well, So because uh, when we talk it, about Austin awesome Theory. So, so. I, I think that's perfect. And, and I think anybody, whether you're in the UK, if I can talk, or the States or Canada, the world, everybody's going to understand what that means if you just listen to that episode. And, and that's another reason. Benny's phenomenal content. So, man, you you've made my heart melt. I, I'm getting emotional. Hey, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 gonna get a shirt. Hopefully, so that is the plan going forward. Um, you've come out with some of the best lines ever, man. I'm still working back through some stuff as well. So, again, nothing's official yet, but that is the that was the conversation had, and hopefully that will be the case. And Tyler, hopefully, will have your uh, go fickle yourself shirt <laughs> very soon well well, th- well thank you and it's building my anticipation uh, so if nothing else my i'm getting my hopes up but I, I i appreciate the effort so hopefully maybe we'll get that shirt i mean like you know a little we've got a bit of a side rant here actually on the main show because we haven't spoke for a week but like whenever i've done shows in the past and i i, I used to have a show called the benny mac show and and all that kind of stuff and i did a show called the sunday show at one point and Although I would tend to be the the lead, so to speak, I don't. I, I clash myself as a co-host on this show with yourself, Tyler. But even though this is called in the corner with Benny Mac, it's not really about me. It's just hopefully you enjoy the content. Tyler comes on, helps me out, and we talk about wrestling and have our opinions. And hopefully you enjoy what you hear. So it's, you know, so it's the people that listen and download and get involved with SJP World Media that make um, make it worthwhile. Yes. I'd love it to be my real job, <laughs> but you know, you know, we'll get there hopefully one day. If not, we'll uh, keep chasing will. the dream. And, and well said, by the way, uh, yeah, very well, uh, articulated and I couldn't agree more. It's, it's not about one individual or, or me or anybody else. It, it's a team effort, man. It, it's a collaborative effort with SJP yeah. world media and, and yourself, Benny. So I, I just want to say it, it's been a blast, uh, having the opportunity to join you on, uh, certain episodes it, it really has been an a uh just great experience i'm well, even trying to find the words because yeah. it's <laughs> it's just been so much fun it's been a roller coaster ride i mean to be fair mate at this point apart from myself you have done out of everybody that's been on the show so far uh which obviously size only done one with us 
uh, NJB started off with me. I really want to get NJB on with me and you at some point because it'd be so cool to hear you two connect and what he, his thoughts are on wrestling and then yours as well. I know you've never spoke to him, but like you've done, apart from myself, you are second in doing the most episodes of In the Corner. Wow. I, I just feel very honored. And yes, I would love to get to, to meet him and connect. I, I think that's that's a beautiful thing about all this, the wrestling community coming together. And we all have our opinions. We're passionate, but we, we're respectful. And yeah, I'm, it, it's just uh, it's it's fascinating dialogue. So that that's why I love coming on to your program or, you know, I got to do Steve O's. So uh, shout out to him. That, and I had bragged to Benny about him. Uh, we, we have fun with Steve. Oh, he has fun with us, but he's a big fan of, of what you're doing. And he had me on and, uh, talk about knowledgeable and intelligent, man. Steve, I got to give him a lot of credit knows his stuff. So, so kudos you, to him. You've done. Yeah. Cause so today you recorded that, uh, do you know when that'll be out? Cause it, what are you talking about? Capital, is it capital punishment? Uh, yeah. Capital punishment. Yeah. He had me review that one. Uh, so I did over the weekend. We, we actually recorded it, uh, prior to coming for uh for me coming on to your show so uh, i did double duty which was cool i got to do his and uh you know still be a part of in the corner <laughs> with you benny and and I don't, i'm not sure when he releases it he had just tagged me and said i hey, enjoyed our conversation uh something along those lines so when i have more information or he, he cool. releases it I'll, I'll definitely try to retweet it or share it well keep a you look know, out nothing else, yeah Keep a lookout for Total Stevo. Um, I know his podcast is on Spotify, hundred percent. I'm I'm assuming on um, Apple Podcasts and where you can find most podcasts. But I know hundred percent he's definitely on Spotify, hundred percent. So I think that's his main platform. So Total Stevo, go check him out. He's actually um, I've listened to a few of them. Uh, he's reviewing like old, uh, I say old, 2011 shows, isn't he? He's going yeah, through he the is. year. So you know, and then obviously you, I'm assuming the, the pay per view you just reviewed is part of that year. It is. It, I think it is a, like 2011. It's around that time period because I think it's right before we see the rise of CM Punk. It's getting to uh, that okay, part of WWE. So it, it's bomb. been very, very compelling conversation because we, we touch on that a little bit. And, and it's a credit to to his knowledge of that time period because I was honest. Uh, there was a time I took a break from watching wrestling. Yeah. You know, I got to admit, I got burned out a little bit. So I, I, I was not as privy to a lot of the things uh, occurring during uh, the 2011 time frame. I think a lot of us tuned back in when the pipe bomb happened around that time. So, you know, uh, yeah, that re-energized everybody, man, when CM Punk, just because he's honest and uh, that's, that's a real side to his character. So I think when you can have that credibility, it, it sure does. It, It drove a lot of fans that were growing tired of WWE back. So that, that's all a part of, or a testament per se to CM Punk. I think I said it on the Raw show with me, you and Cy, but I said whether that's scripted or a real a shoot interview that he did on Raw, um, it definitely it was needed. Whether it's whether it's scripted or not, it was needed. I think at that time to shake things up and you know make the product worth watching again. Even though I think it may have only lasted about a year or two, but you know it helped definitely going forward. Yeah, sometimes you, you've got to have those kind of moments, Benny because everything gets stale just like you were yeah, saying yeah. and you need it you need a change and sometimes change is not a, a bad uh thing to have in your arsenal it, it can be used for positive <laughs> and, and that's all punk was trying to do uh so I, i've actually kind of side with him on a lot of things now whether i agree with 
what he does. I mean, that's with anybody, but I, I will attest to his contributions, even with WWE. Uh, I mean, CM Punk, the pipe bomb, pipe bomb part of me and, and promos and, you know, his wrestling stands alone. I mean, the whole package and presentation was uh, instrumental in, in helping that era of WWE. They, they needed uh, more people like CM Punk, honestly. Yeah, it definitely uh, calls the shakeup that it definitely needed at the time. Um, let's uh, let's let's uh, move on. We now we put out a question on uh, in the corner WWE on Twitter. Uh, so let me if, talk to you. Oh, that was a bit soon on the button there, but there we go. Uh, LA Knight, let me talk to you. Um, but there we go. Um, so you know, I asked you know, got any questions for me and Tyler? It could be anything. Um, we got a couple back. Uh, the first one I want to bring uh, attention to is. Uh, uh, Scottish Gigolo on at Scottish Gigolo on Twitter. Um, Danny, Scottish Danny, um, as everybody seems to refer him to. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. If Jim Halwig, aka Ultimate Warrior, uh, worked for a delivery postal service instead of being a pro wrestler, would he have been known as the Ultimate Courier instead of the Ultimate Warrior? Which I thought was quite more <laughs> of a. Which you know, maybe that maybe he could be because he run used to run to the ring so much. Maybe he could be next day yeah, delivery. Career, you know, <laughs> like Prime or something. Yeah, he, so. he could run the packages to people. I mean, I, I could see it. You know, he, he would put the energy in the charisma <laughs> would warrior. And, and Danny had a good one, the ultimate courier. That that yeah, is yeah. a nice ring to it. He can't so. really beat it to be honest. Yeah. He's beating his own, you know, no. so yeah. Um the only I thing know I'm... he's actually done done good on this question. <laughs> I don't know that we could top that because that's actually pretty good. I was trying to to rattle my brain to see what what gimmick uh, warrior would need if he did actually deliver mail. The only thing I could think of is when he runs to your door, presses the doorbell, would he be shaking the package until you open the door like he would the ropes? Um, That's probably what he would do. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, speak to me, warrior. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's your package. Thank you. Yeah. And it's all bottles of uh, you know, yeah. soda or, you know, soft drinks. And it's all fizzed up now because yeah. he's been hey, stood there. He probably pitches comic books to you. <laughs> go, oh, this is from the warrior store. <laughs> uh, so yeah we can't really i can't really add much to to that to be totally honest with you danny was so good danny you did such a great job buddy we we can't even add much to it other than <laughs> you know what what the visual would be if warrior came out to somebody's door or business their their front door and and there you have it but uh yeah thank you very much for the question let me talk to you um so we also had um this is quite a good one because we talked a little bit of off air, but this is from Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter uh, with the Elimination Chamber PLE. I can't get used to seeing that. I'm always, I still call them PPVs. Uh, but with the Elimination Chamber PLE coming up, what is one change slash addition you would like to see made to the card? Um, have you got anything for this, Tyler? Anything you'd like to see or change or... In terms of the, uh, what's been announced now, so now far, I've had time to uh, digest his question and very good. Another good question, by the way. Let me correct myself. I think I want to see Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Not that it needs a chamber, but I wouldn't mind to see it since it's so personal. I, I'm almost wondering if they shouldn't uh, start at least doing more title matches. Wouldn't that be cool? As far as like the, the championships, yeah, even the women's match. I would, I would be down for seeing them get brutal. I mean, it is elimination chamber. I, I, I admit, don't do them all that way, but, but especially your top tier. Even maybe well, they should start doing that. I'm not saying it always needs it, but no, I can see why that that would be some even just simple modifications. It doesn't have to be a major change. Just, just maybe, hey, listen, you've got the story already. You got Sammy and Roman, just for example, or if it's Bianca and somebody else. Hey, let's just put them in in this chamber and and let them figure it out, or put them in. 
you know, it don't have to be uh, four or five people. Just it can be between, uh, you know, the individuals one on one. Well, I'm just thinking now. I mean, back in the day, we've had like say we've had a Hal and a Sal match earlier in the night, and somebody has used their power, like like a Vince McMahon back in the day, to lower the Hal and a Sal to make the K to make even though it's not. So the first blood match comes to mind, the King of the Ring. They lowered the cell at one point. So it wasn't even meant to be a Hell in a Cell match, but it kind of became one to a degree. Um, how cool would it be if Roman's the one who calls down the chamber to surround them, but it almost costs him the title because they can't get to Roman quick enough, you know? Um, I think it's just a standard match, I believe. I don't think it's a, a no DQ. Yeah, I think it is um, pretty standard, but at the moment, I, I at like least. the idea. Yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, I don't know whether that'll happen, but you know, I, in terms of the actual changes, though, um, as they uh, sort of start the show and roll, which we'll get into a bit more in a moment. But the one thing I would like to change, as it's announced at the moment, now it's Edge and Beth taking on um, Rhea and Balor apparently in a tag match. I don't want to see that tag match, Tyler. I want to see Beth versus Rhea. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I think maybe this is where they take us to eventually get us to the Rhea versus Beth uh, matchup. But I, I'm in it concurring that I believe that the money matches Rhea and, and Beth, but maybe they want to save that for Mania. Maybe Quite there's possibly, still time yeah. to put that on Mania. But then Rhea's supposed to be taking on, at the oh, moment, that, that's Charlotte. Correct. So, yeah, Charlotte, know, so um, that wouldn't work. So it'd be probably better to probably do it now. I yeah. would like to see, um, maybe have Edge and Finn outside. But I would don't want to see a tag match. I, I genuinely want to see Rhea versus Beth in a one-on-one because I think it would be, you know, I think it would be really good, basically, is what I'm getting at. So that's the only, I mean, I mean I'm not overly, we'll talk about this more as we get there, but uh, obviously when we do the Elimination Chamber uh, prediction show and everything, but I mean, I'm not buzzing about the women's chamber match at the moment, not because I don't want to see it in a sense of it could be, it won't be brutal or anything, but the Raw women's tag team, uh, tag team, sorry, the Raw women's title picture at the moment, uh, SmackDown's women's picture, women's t- uh, women's division, I'm trying to get my words out now, Tyler, it's catching. Um, no, that's all right. Um, but um, I feel like SmackDown's getting a bit better, but Raw, it feels very stagnant. Um, so I don't know. I'm not, I mean, what? why is Michelle Rodriguez on Raw? I thought she was a SmackDown women's division person. So, and I thought no, Liv was I, I as well. I'll so, tell you why they did that. Do not mean to interrupt. I think they were doing it there to scout the competition. I think that's the reason they were on Raw. I think that's the only, the only explanation. I think because they had keen entrance and uh, what was developing between, and we'll yeah. get into it, Chelsea Green and, and Asuka, because that was to decide the, what was it, the final spot. Yes, but we'll, yeah. we'll analyze it some more. But this, what I'm saying is this Elimination Chamber match in the women's is supposed to be for the number one contendership for the Raw Women's title. Liv and uh, Rodriguez, I believe, and even Natalia, I think, are actually SmackDown division. So I'm very confused of what this brand extension is meant to mean anymore in some cases. So I don't know what they're doing on Raw, really, is what I'm getting at. So Because Rhea and... The SmackDown Women's titles locked into Mania. Now, whoever the SmackDown Women's champion will be, we are assuming it's going to be Charlotte, obviously. So I don't understand why these SmackDown people are now on Raw. <laughs> this is what I'm getting at, with no real sort of like, well, they've been signed over, you know? 
here's another thing that I, or a trend that I'm, I'm seeing to go along with, uh, your yep. observation uh, with the SmackDown talent being on Raw. They, and it's true. There's not been a lot of uh, actual brand, you know, stay at home talent because we yeah. we see this over time. And it's a shame because I, I do think there's uh, a good quality with uh, that kind of creative. However, I think as we're getting close to WrestleMania, we've got an elimination chamber. And, and because that match is happening in a couple weeks, and I think it, it's WWE's way, the way they're booking it to add more intrigue. So whether it's perplexing or not, that's why we're seeing this, the SmackDown stars. I, I get why it's confusing, but I just kind of see it as, hey, let, let's get them on Raw. Because to be honest, SmackDown has became the franchise show for WWE for quite some time and not Raw. I agree. So I think this is this is a way to kind of overplay or or not really overplay. It's not the right term, <laughs> but kind of uh, saturate Raw with some of the SmackDown talent, some of their big lady stars. And you can't deny Raquel Rodriguez and what Liv Morgan's been able to do. And to me, it's a telltale sign that even though you've got some of these these ladies returning and and being featured and and Great spots, by the way, very favorably. Yeah, no, I don't disagree uh, that, there. That, that you still need to utilize, that you got to utilize the SmackDown girls, evidently. Maybe that's it's, the reasoning. Because it is interesting. I, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I do concur. It's, it's confusing because at the same episode of Raw, we had maximum male models be signed to Raw. And it was made evident that they were signed to Raw in a backstage segment. So it makes no sense to me why... SmackDown competitors are now coming over to compete for the Raw Women's title, you know? So, but again, it needs something because it's very stagnant. I just wish they would make their mind up on what the rules are for this this separated brand thing going on. It feels like it's moving back towards maybe the Raw Super Show and the SmackDown Super Show. Do you remember they did those back around 2011? Well, I, I do remember. And, and to the point that you're, you're making, I, I get what you're saying. I, I just respectfully would disagree by saying that I think not just the Super Shows, it's a testament to Raw. You know, you have these stars showing up like Lesnar, like Lashley, even with Edge and Beth Phoenix and Judgment Day. You've got all these moving parts. You've got Bianca Belair. But it's a telltale sign that you've got Charlotte on the other show. You've got Roman. You've got Sammy. I mean, the thing is, that just shows me that SmackDown's definitely the A show. Because even with all your, your A-listers, as Miz would like to say on Raw, they're still having to rely on a lot of uh, the upper echelon, even mid-carters that are you see on Friday nights. So to me, yeah. that's... That's why we're seeing it, and, and we're getting to these bigger shows, like you're saying, it's super shows. But you've got Mania, you've got you've got Elimination Chamber, and even with NXT, like Bailey returning there, I don't get a chance to watch it, but I noticed she had a segment uh, just last night, and with Vengeance, she was in, the, you know, they showed her in the crowd. So there, there's so much of just hey, let's throw everybody everywhere else that I get to where it, it, it's hard to keep up with. But I think it's I've just come to realize WWE, they have this. Uh, thing where they popularize their stars by saying, Hey, we don't, we're not worried about a br our brands right now. Let, let's just get everybody yeah. on the show. Cause I feel, I feel like maybe there's pressure from the networks at times, whether they want to go that route, they're just saying, well, okay, if, if they want to do it, let's just, let's just get all the other stars from SmackDown because it, it'll still tie into the storyline. The matches are going to be happening at the elimination yeah. chamber, our next big event. I, I mean, I'm just trying to look at it f with some, uh, 
you know, logic as well. Uh, it is tough to follow, but I, I'm just trying to bring a different perspective I mean, I, myself. So don't mind people coming over to NXT and stuff and even coming to Raw. Uh, but what I don't get is that they've just kind of appeared with no explanation. Okay, I'm not I'm not annoyed that Liv is on there or even Rodriguez is on there. But in the same night, you have Adam Pearce signing a contract for Maximum Male Models to come over to Raw. Which is it? That's all I'm asking. The bit of continuity, which we've had loads of since Triple H just t- took over. We've had loads of storylines picked back up that ended abruptly, I think. I think I put that a tweet out on In The Corner, WWE, on Twitter. Uh, you did. Um, and, and But there are moments like this where this is, I mean, this isn't, uh, this isn't my biggest, I think. It's just like, in the same night you've had somebody signed to Raw, but yet we've had two others come from SmackDown to compete for the Raw Women's Championship. I don't necessarily dislike that the fact they're there or actually three but why in the same night have a contract signing for to bring them to raw you know i just don't really unless they unless they're going to have exclusive contracts i don't know i just want it to be a bit more coherent i guess well and with the maximum male models uh with why they're signed there if you'll notice, uh, one of the things you could use, I guess, as their excuse would be Otis. It looks like we may be getting more of the comedic type uh, scenario, <laughs> similar to Mandy Rose. That's uh, Maxine Dupree, whoever yeah. betrays her was, if you remember, was on him. So I, I think it's only, it's as basic as, as just having them sign so we can try to get them programmed with uh, even a mid-card star. And that that's no disrespect to Otis, it's just the facts and and, you know, I guess, I guess I try not to overanalyze, but, you know, me and Steve were discussing this as well, Benny, and, and we're all guilty of it. We, we tend to, and I, I think that's good at times, but I, I'm trying to come at it like I'm, I'm trying to see their logic as well, and I know you are too, but that, that's what's neat about bouncing conversation. We all have our viewpoints, and, and you know, sometimes they'll correlate or, or relate, and other times they won't, but that, that's what makes it interesting, and it it's. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I I also can see their side, or I try to look at it through their lenses, and uh, that that's what's compelling, man. It, it's fascinating to watch all this stuff unfold. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just the coherency of it, for like you know, and then not mentioned that they've been signed, and then having people sign now. Maximum male models need a fresh start. I don't know whether they're going to do any better on Raw than they did on SmackDown, but having them on there hopefully will help. I don't know. We'll have to wait. Yeah, and see ho- with hopefully those. in a. And that's what I think they're trying to do. Maybe give them the restart, yeah, uh, no, whether I get it works that. or not. Just, just like you said. I mean, it. we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, but it, to me, it's just a telltale sign that, you know, SmackDown there for years was starting to be competitive. And they, they easily became that the uh, flagship show where Raw used to be. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. Um, we got... Um... This is a this was a tough one to a degree, but we had a question from uh, witticisms of Ben on Twitter at witticisms witticisms of Ben. Sorry. Let me talk to you. Uh, and he asks uh, if you'd be so kind. I'd like to know your top five wrestlers never to be world champion. Now we've gone with people in WWE, haven't we? I think generally. So um, I mean, um, it'd be interesting to see what you've got, uh, Tyler. To be totally honest, in terms of her. Uh, I mean, not not necessarily in uh, in order of a, in a sense of um, you know top five five four three two one just in mm-hmm. your top five. Um, I mean, I'll, if, I'll, if do you want to go first or should I go first? Up to you on that one. No, it, it's fine. I mean, I, I don't mind to go first. Uh, I, and I kind of did this within WWE, but I, I didn't think about it. we could have done uh, multiple we promotions. Have, yeah. uh, but uh, this is fine. That was another uh, just 
unbelievable question. That's a great question. Thanks, my first one, yeah, my, my first one's uh, Roddy Popper. I mean, I mean, Ooh, some of these have held shout. titles, but we're talking, we're talking world, world titles, yeah, too. So, yeah, yeah. that's a great show. And Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning would be number two. Oh, so you've uh, got two that, guy. You've got two that aren't on my list, but I agree with you a hundred percent. So carry on. Yeah, yeah, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. I've got Scott uh, Hall. I, I, be... I have, I've got Scott Hall. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. It's such a shame that either either Scott Hall or Razor. Well, I think Razor would have been a great world champion personally, but there we go. Yeah, he, he would have been Owen Hart. I think he could have been a champion. Owen Hart's uh, on my list as well. And uh, number five may surprise people, but I think if he would have stayed healthy and not had so many injuries, and if you think about it, even during the mid-90s to early 90s, he, he did have the Intercontinental title, but he could have been world champion as the British Bulldog. Oh, another one. Not, not on my list, but a great shout, yeah. Um, that's a great list there, Tyler. So, who, so like, read your list out again for me. Uh, Roddy Popper at one, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning at two, number three, Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall, number four, Owen Hart, number five, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. Right, so the two I had on my list that you had, I've got Scott Hall and Owen Hart. Obviously, Owen Hart, we all know how that ended, unfortunately, so maybe that could have happened, but we'll never know, unfortunately. Um, yeah, very sad. Yeah, I'm going to throw Matt Hardy in there, and I know he was the ECW champion, the WWE ECW champion, but he, I've always rated Matt Hardy. I don't dislike Jeff, but I've always personally, I've always been more of a fan of Matt. I love the version one stuff he did. And not that I caught all of it, but the broken Matt Hardy and the woken stuff, I could have been a lot more than it was. Um, I think, um, should have been a world champion for me in WWE, whether it's the war heavyweight at the time or where it was WWE championship. I think he could have been a pretty good, you know, not you know, not a long reign, I don't think, but I think he could have been at least a one-time world champion minimum. So, um, yeah, he he's very talented. I uh, would have been deserving to uh, be a world champion and have that opportunity. So that that's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, Shout on Benjamin, obviously still active, but I do believe you know the gold standard. Oh, you that, know, you know, yeah, that's a great one. Uh, I you know I you know I a great. Um, Great, uh, well, I've had some great moments in WWE over the years. I love the fact on Raw this week we had an interview happening and we had MVP and Shouting Benjamin and, and uh, Cedric Alexander in the background talking. Then MVP came out with them later in the night. I love that little continuity. So that makes sense, look, you know, in that moment. So, but yeah, Shouting Benjamin. No, it for does. Me. And it makes my heart feel good. I, I'm glad you brought that out because <laughs> they're teasing us just enough. Yeah, it's pretty. Right? It looks it? like we're, we're getting more hurt business. So, uh, you know, reunion that's hopefully uh, so. occurring, and I, and I, I love it. Yeah, I really hope that happens personally. I feel the hurt business is, we've already said it on this show, I feel the hurt business is one of those factions that ended way too soon and didn't need to end when it ended because Lashley became champion and literally the next night essentially just went bye bye and it was, I didn't make any sense. So, but there we go. Um, my fifth and final pick is William Regal. Um, one of the greats, I think, to never to be world champion. Now, tag team champion, intercontinental champion, European champion in WWE. I don't know if he ever held the hardcore title, but he may have done, but he's been king of the ring as well. So everything but, basically, Regal had. That's a brilliant pick. I, I'm telling you, how could you not put Regal on a list now that I'm thinking about it? It's, it's the same with your list, Tyler. Down I'm, to five. I'm, yeah, your but list, Regal, I'm like, you know. he, he deserved to be. Yeah, I mean, talk about technically and, and his personality, the the respect he has for the industry, and, and now look at how he's mentored people and, and been a teacher, a producer. 
I mean, he just knows all the ins and outs, and he, he should have been a champion. You're but, so correct. But there's so many more that we could add to that. It's, uh, once I got a few names down, I thought. then I thought of this guy, then this guy, then this guy. And it's like, they could have been. They could have been champion. Now, all right. Like I said, Matt Hardy was technically the um, ECW um, champion during WWE, during that scramble match. But no disrespect to it. But yeah, for me... It would have been. I'm not saying he wasn't a world champion technically, but I feel like WWE champion or world heavyweight champion is more coveted, especially the world heavyweight championship at the time because of the history of that belt. Um, so, yeah, you're so right. So, they know. protect it. Uh, one that didn't make the list, but I think, again, but during this time, there were so many talented people, and it's hard to, you know, I think this is during the Austin era as well, especially when he was champion. And then you got Rock and Taker and Kane, but Ken Shamrock. I don't. I mean, just an outside sort of honourable mention. I'm going to say Ken Shamrock. I, I think you, you're on to uh, what a lot of people would agree upon. I mean, Ken Shamrock was the guy, or, or looked to be at, at one point. I mean, he was definitely a, a big uh, factor in, in the Attitude Era success, you know, when they were in, introducing well before Rousey, they, they were introducing yeah, yeah. guys like Ken Shamrock and, and Dan Severn into WWF at the time. Uh, so yeah. And, and the thing about it, he was the forerunner to allow, you know, uh, Olympians or UFC mixed martial artists yeah, definitely. to, uh, to have a career in, in wrestling. I mean, think about it, uh, Kurt Angle coming in later and, and, uh, I mean, their their success would would not amount to as much, I don't think, without uh, the likes of your Ken Shamrocks or Dan Severance and, and people like that. Yeah, right. I, I think you're right on that. I mean, obviously, let us know in the corner WWE on Twitter. I want to say thank you to everybody for the questions. They've been brilliant. Um, very good conversation before we've even got to Raw, man. But uh, um, unfortunately, there is no more questions to answer. What? Yeah, there's no more questions to answer. What? What? So, no more? Yeah, just like Stone Cold <laughs> But yeah. Uh, if you will put, well, I'll try and put some more questions out. But if you, if, you've got, if you have any questions for us about whether it's current or previous or whatever, post, you know, at in the corner, WWE on Twitter, and we can we'll call it the Let Me Talk to You section. I think, isn't it? Let me talk to you. Well, why not? We've kind of inadvertently started a new segment on the show. Uh, <laughs> you, you heard out like not, yeah. Let, and I think it's it's going to be a. Uh, a four or five star award winning segment. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, I would. I, I would be confident, man. I'm. I'm all for it. Fair but enough. Let's book it. What you <laughs> let's have, book right? it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Raw this week. Um, I want to do a quick shout out to SmackDown. Obviously, I didn't do a show, but SmackDown the segment at the end of SmackDown, uh, Sammy attacking Roman. Um, Roman. It was fucking. It was brilliant. Um, the tease of the revenge of the chair, possibly. Um, but unfortunately, Solo and Jimmy got involved and you know, beat down. But as we found out at the end of that show, Sammy said he wanted, he didn't want anything from Roman, but now he does, and he's coming after the undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship. And apparently, that match has been booked for Elimination Chamber, which is what we kind of already touched on, Tyler. But um, yeah, SmackDown uh, with the Bloodline on there is the show to watch. And again, this Friday, we're going to find out whether. Jimmy and Jay defend the SmackDown tag team titles because that's what's supposed to be happening. So, yeah, I mean that's the big question that nobody's heard from Jay. Is it going to happen? And they, I can, we can't help it. I mean, the bloodline is what's driving WWE. I mean, it's just been 
uh, must-see television. I, I know we say it all the time, but we can't help it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's really good. And obviously now, moving on to Raw. Um, overall, I'm not going to say it's one of the best Raws, but in terms of the action, it wasn't too bad. I, I'm not going to say it's one of the best ones. I think, I don't, I'm not going to say it's one of the worst ones we've had recently, but it's definitely not one of the best ones. I don't know, the overall tone of it didn't feel quite right. But having said that, a lot of things happened that are maybe you want to see consider this raw almost the episode two of Star Wars Attack of the Clones as story filler to get to where you need to get to. Yeah, that that's probably a good analogy in comparison uh, that with Star Wars and uh, yeah, the tone did feel different. It, it seemed like it lacked something, uh, but we yeah, still got some to... pretty good matchups yeah. and. But, and uh, hey, we we still got the stars. I mean, they align for sure. And uh, I, I'll let Benny take it away, and I'll I'll just uh, respond and and stuff. But it, it was it, it was a decent show. I still thought some good segments, but um, definitely like any kind of episodic television you're watching had its uh, not so uh, thrilling moments. Yeah, um, but yeah, not again in recent history. Definitely not one of their worst. So you know, compared to maybe a year ago or so, but. Um, or even two years ago, sorry, but there we go. Um, but one thing that happened backstage after the uh, the match was, it was something we talked about quite regularly on the show was uh, Baron Corbin and JBL. Now, when JBL came in, you were very vocal and said, yeah, I love JBL being back, and so did I. It's been interesting. I think a couple of weeks ago, it may have even been the show before, I said, how much longer can um, JBL put up with Corbin losing? you know, whether it be poker or matches. Mm-hmm. And and I've said to you, haven't I, about the whole presentation of Corbin since coming back, even though he disappeared for a few weeks, yes, he's got a new attire and stuff, which is cool, but his whole overall presentation has been lacking and we have seen it come to a head this week with JBL basically pushing uh, Corbin to the side. We have. Uh, this is what we were, uh, you know, we were conversing about, and and we were afraid that JBL, being more the established Hall of Fame guy, that it was gonna he was gonna get more of the shine than than Baron Corbin, and uh, it appears to be even in, in storyline that's where they were going. I mean, obviously they they know know more than we did, but it, it was yeah. fun to speculate, and uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Corbin. After JBL, you know, just gave him down the road saying, hey, listen, I, I can't be attached to you anymore. I mean, he, he had to speak truth to him and be harsh and, and be more of the JBL that we're accustomed to. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's be frank. And uh, so I don't know if we're going to get the the uh, the bum Corbin again or, you know, that's when we saw that hurt business interaction, at which probably had nothing to do with Corbin. No, I, I don't. You know, th- that was just in there for in the background for more intrigue. Likely, I like uh, I like, when, I like it when they do that because it feels like even though we're seeing segments happen, the universe is being filled be- behind the scenes or whatever. It's filling out the world a little bit more. So we're like, oh yeah, this is going on. But I wonder what MVP and these guys are talking about. Is you know because that leaves that yeah, little ad- tease for the next segment. No, it, it does. It adds layers. It's what it does. Yeah, that's I a mean, good way it, it, yeah. Like you say, it kind of it kind of uh, brightens up if you get bright colors. You know, you don't want everything to be dull or or monotonous. The same mm. every scene. So th- that's very true. Uh, but I'm just 
I don't know what the next chapter for Corbin's uh, story arc is as it keeps building and we, we see these segments. Uh, JBL, I don't know if he'll bring in somebody and, and Corbin will end up feuding with him. I, I don't know what ideas you would even <clears throat> come up with to help salvage Corbin at this point, even if they, they do ride by him. I'm not saying they haven't. It's just I think creative is is in one of those predicaments where <clears throat> They thought, hey, JBL could be the guy to help get this guy over. And the problem is he's not over. No. He's he's struggling. And that's what that's where Corbin is, uh, and I hate to say it, because great athlete. Uh, I think he yeah. does have talent, but it's, it's a character-driven business. And if you don't have a promo, if you don't have some other intangibles, you're going to be hurt. And I, I think he's a prime illustration of uh, of not having any direction. Well, Even with JBL, and, yeah, and yeah. that's that's not a that's not a good look. I think maybe this JBL stuff started maybe towards the end of Vince's time, and Triple H is maybe. I mean, whether this was a story all along, we'll never know. But it feels like maybe look, look lads, this isn't this isn't working. We need to change this. And JBL, the character, like we know through the years, is only going to take failure for so long, which is what we said a few weeks ago on the show. So it makes perfect sense for. You know, as I think the, the the word was, you can't polish a turd. Saying to Corman JBL, so um. that was a fantastic line. Yeah, Corman <laughs> yeah. just had to take it from JBL. But what I was saying is, uh, too. Here's another thing to think of, Benny. Is you know, with uh, JBL, you you don't want to use him too much because even though it's great seeing him, you can overuse legends, and I, I think that yeah. that's a risky run. Yeah, with um, JBL too. So it. It probably is a good idea to uh, discontinue whatever this was because sometimes you, you, it's like any good experiment, whether they're good or not. You, you try it, and if it works, fine. If it don't, then you then it's you just got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can have like a rejuvenation a little bit like Austin Theory um, because I still believe that there's money to be made in the lone wolf side of things of Baron Corbin because I like Baron Corbin. I like the lone wolf stuff. Whether you can repackage it or not, I don't know. Um, case in point would be Elias. I was very excited to see Elias back, but we haven't really seen much of him either in terms of go- moving forward. So I don't know. They had it at one point. Um, they never capitalized on Elias's popularity and the build that was coming. Very much like Rusev Day in Adrian English and all that, you know. So. Have they? I think maybe the Elias thing, and maybe even the maybe even the Baron Corbin thing. Maybe the uh, the you know the train's left the station now. Um, maybe it's a bit too late. I, I don't know. The train is yeah has left the station a long time ago, unfortunately for Corbin. And I think uh, I'll tell you another train that left uh, and really uh, lowered my expectations and excitement. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be real, and I say this with all due respect, Benny, because you you brought up his name, Elias. I have just not been impressed at all. I think the Ezekiel thing did hurt him. Yeah, and uh, now that they're they're trying to even even having a match against Montez Ford, I just you know even though it was a good match, even it was when a, he it had was solid matches, ma- it was a good match actually. It was a good, the Montez Ford match this week for the Elias to you know for the uh, to qualify for the Elimination Chamber match to go on and face as one of the participants for the United States Championship. Really good match, but like you said, I yeah don't, they. they yeah. They had good chemistry, but what yeah. I was saying, it's not only about the match. We we talked about with Corman promos, charisma. I mean, Elias has got that with the the music gimmick, you know, gimmick part of me or, or the guitar. 
I'm just not sold on him, you know, with this return, you know, because Ezekiel, that, that hurt him. And even before then, he just, a lot of these uh, personalities are going to lose momentum or are going to lose their steam. And I just, I think creative gets, he's one of those projects that they're, they're not sure what to do with either. And even if they are, they may just want to, you know, I, I don't know if they've got a uphill climb for him. I, I just, you can just sense it sometimes even being a viewer and, you know, Elias to me, he's he's been a disappointment lately, and I know that sounds harsh, but it's like Corbin. You can I mean, actually I, draw some parallels. I was very vocal about the fact on this show with yourself about Elias coming back. I was excited about it. I couldn't wait for him to drop the Ezekiel gimmick, but I think you're right. The damage has been done. Um, when he was popular with the whole walk with Elias, everybody was chanting it. Like I said earlier, with the the new uh, the uh, Rusev Day stuff could have gone somewhere with that and they didn't they just decided to break them up and um hopefully they can do something with corbin elias going forward i'd like to, i don't know whether the lone wolf thing would work i think some version of that would work but whether we see that before wrestlemania maybe a lot of these things will be re- you know wrestlemania is the they like to say it's the end of the season isn't it you know in the next night on raw is um the the sort right, of season premiere, a, so you know, yeah, like a finale, like if um, yeah. a new TV series starts over. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't know. Um, moving on to some maybe happier things, shall we? We're not that that was that bad, but you know, <laughs> moving on to a few happier things. We did get to see Cedric Alexander and Shawn Benjamin team up, and they did have MVP in the corner. Um, they defeated Alpha Academy. Again, Alpha Academy, I actually do. I like Chad Gable. I like Otis even. I like all these guys, actually, to be fair. So um, I loved Cedric Alexander back when they did the uh, Cruiserweight Classic a fair few years ago now. Some excellent matches yeah, in that. Yeah, I mean, he's an unbelievable athlete. That's why him and Benjamin uh, do so well together, because they're both so athletic. And, and so are Gable and Otis. So this was a another good example of just how good not only – the Hurt Business alumni are, and, you know, the repairing with MVP, but how, you know, proficient in the ring is Chad Gable with the suplexes, his transitions. I can't say enough good things about Chad Gable and taking nothing away for, uh, from Otis's role. It's just that Chad Gable's the real deal. Former Olympian, the guy can do the comedic stuff, but yet when he's in that ring, he means business and he can just pull it off. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm wondering how much of this Hurt Business stuff will coincide with, because Brock Lesnar challenged Bobby to a match at Elimination Chamber. This would be, I believe, the third in the series with these guys. Um, But how much of this will be, because Brock uh, F5 Lashley, but um, how much is the Hurt Business going to link in with Brock and you know Bobby Lashley and is do do we see the reformation fully of um, the Hurt Business and what, if they if we do see this uh, Elimination Chamber where does Omos fit into this? Omos could be a, a part of it, like a newer Hurt Business. I, I mean, I've seen rumors or people you know have the same speculation, and maybe uh, with you know if he can hide behind, not that he needs to hide, he's a giant, but I'm talking like his, <laughs> he wouldn't be able to hide. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's right. But I, I mean it as uh, that came out wrong. That's funny. <laughs> How's he going to hide at seven, four or whatever, but yeah, exactly. I, I'm talking like, because, because he's, he's young in the ring is what yeah, I was yeah, meaning. Yeah. 
That, but that boy, that came out funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> how's he going to hide? Yeah, but what? Even behind the tallest tree, it's going to be tough. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> with Lashley and, and you know Benjamin and Alexander and MVP, that that's why they paired him with MVP. Omos is to give this guy some mentorship, some more knowledge, not only from the the performance center, but with who he's working with and also who he's aligned with. So it's it's to give him not only the mouthpiece, but these guys can can surround him and kind of cover where he still needs to grow into uh, certain uh, characteristics concerning his, his wrestling, his work, his work rate. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of the Elimination Chamber match for the United States Championship, which I meant to mention a minute ago, but I didn't. Uh, so Seth Rollins is qualified. Obviously, Austin Theory being the next, he's defending the title. Damien Priest obviously qualified this week. Um, fumbled over his words a little bit in the opening segment of Raw. Uh, said money in the bank and then got it wrong. And um, Yeah, I felt bad for him because yeah. I've sort of fumbled over, over my share on podcasts. <laughs> and, so I get it. You, you prepare all yeah. you want to do your homework. At, but nothing can can quite prepare you for that, those moments when you're in front of the cameras, you're, you're in a live crowd, even if it's a house show or a big pay-per-view. And I, I felt for him. And I think Edge did a great thing. He actually helped him out. If you noticed, he yeah, was coming yeah, he back. Did, at yeah, him. he did. Yeah, yeah, um, and that that was showing how much of a pro and how much respect. I, I think that it gives you that reassurance in the rated R superstar because he's like he knows how important that promo was. This whole story. So as one of the guys that's casting a role, you you try to help uh, the guy that may not have the experience in promos. Sure, he's got experience wrestling, but as far as big time promos, anyways. Yeah. Uh, Damien Priest, I would imagine, has not had it with with respect to Ring of Honor and, <clears throat> and other places he's been. Yeah, so I, you know, like you said, I think I felt a bit bad for him as well. You need to make sure that you know doesn't happen very often because it will, it will, you It'll know, come back the to steam, haunt you. yeah, the steam will run out. But um, pretty good match to be honest. Um, uh, Damien Priest did defeat Angelo Dawkins, but what I liked about this match is that. Dawkins look good because we've had a lot of things saying about Montez Ford being the, the you know the breakout star of Street Profits, which you know I understand why, but um, it was good to see him put on a one-on-one match against Priest, and it you know it was a good match. Yeah, he didn't get the win, but it was a good match between both, really. Despite the fact the the fumble of words leading into it, it was a good match and a good opening sort of you know to get into that um, to that elimination chamber for Damian Priest. So we got Austin Theory defending against Seth freaking Rollins, uh, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, which I'm surprised he's got in there so soon, but it's a good opportunity for him. Damian Priest and then Dawkins didn't, um, unfortunately, get through, but Montez Ford did. So obviously we do our predictions yeah. later, you know, in a few, well, next week. Uh, in, 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 and and going, going back to that matchup, I... I see it too with D'Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford. This is WWE's opportunity to probably finally separate them. Possibly, they, they've yes. They've been a good tag team, but you, I think they're looking for more depth and, and testing out these guys to see what they got with them as far as when they're not a team. And I yeah. think they both prove themselves. And we, we all saw it with Ford, like you were after mentioning, but we're starting to see what D'Angelo Dawkins can do yeah. in that Damian Priest match and more singles opportunities that he's allowed. And I think that's a great thing because you need to do that after a while, especially when an act starts, they, they've never got still cause they, they, they always are entertaining the yeah. street profits, but sometimes you've got to 
I love them as a tag team in NXT. Break them stuff. up, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, NXT they were they Amazing. were fantastic, yeah, yeah. and they they've been good on the main roster. But absolutely, yeah. I but... feel like it, it's I feel like sometimes when you know it's time for it to separate them and give them uh, the ball, so to speak, yeah, and yeah. see if they can run with it. It'd be good to see them separate. I think as much as I don't want to see it, I kind of do want to see it because. Even if we, a bit like the Dudley boys back in the day, we had them separated for a while, not long, but for a while. And then when they came back together, it was so much cooler when they came back together to see them do their own thing for a little bit in the brand extension at the time. But then when they came back together, um, the fans loved it. So, you know, maybe a, a good year or two away from each other, whether we keep the brand separated or not, but have them do their own thing, maybe some singles titles, whatever, uh, and some good stories going forward, then maybe in two, three years' time, we have the Street Profits reunite because the fans, they are they are a good team, you know? So, but I think oh, they, they, they are done everything they, and... I was just going to say, I think they've done yeah. everything they can do together as a tag team. They have, and, and let's, let's be uh, real for just a little bit. Uh, you got to make the fans miss you a little bit. So even if it's you're a tag team, that that's what I, what I like that you you preference. Just have them do a reunion, at, even if it's been a while, because well, yeah. that that way that you know the, it, you get fonder. You you can reconnect with them. Yeah, I mean it's not been lost. I mean they're they're still there. It's yeah. just we've seen it with uh, many ta- you know rated RKO for one. You know um, the Dudley Boys, like I've already said. You know the Hardys to a degree. Um, you know just having tag teams that were popular maybe do their own thing for a while and then come back together to help each other. Maybe um, yeah, it would be good, but um, whether this happens leading into WrestleMania, I don't know, but I feel like it's on the horizon for these two to be, whether it's sort of separated like the new day does where they kind of do their own thing singly, but they still help each other out. They're still allies or whether it's more of a, you know, classic heel villain <laughs> face turn on each other you know so um but we'll have to see what happens i guess yeah we will i, I think there's just a lot of uh, moving parts and it's you know we can only give our our theories and and summarize what what our thoughts are going to be but <clears throat> I, I do enjoy when teams get get their shots uh equally or you know they, they get the the potential to you know, let me see if I can do something solo, uh, maybe challenge for a title or I, I can move up on the, on the card, not just as a duo, but, you know, individually. I, I think that's, that's always a good test run, at least, even if it don't work out, just, just try it. And yeah, I think definitely. that with Triple H, we're, we're seeing more of uh, him wanting to take risk and, and whether they pay off or not, he he's willing to do it. And, and I have a lot of respect for somebody that that will uh, will just leave room for error and you know can get better. I, I think that's relatable in life, so I, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think there's chance for the like I said. I think they've done everything they can as a tag team. We need to see these guys' characters grow outside of the Street Profits, you know. So otherwise, it becomes stagnant, like we've said, you know, with other things. So um, we saw uh, moving on. We saw Carmella def- uh, return. Um, she defeated Candice Ray no, and Piper Niven. I'm glad that Piper Niven is back to Piper Niven and dropped the Dewdrop name. Um, but uh, she qualified and is going to be uh, one of the participants for the women's uh, elimination chamber match for the number one contendership of the um, 
Raw Women's title at WrestleMania. So, um, again, we'll do our predictions next week, Tyler. But um, uh, Yeah, we will. Uh, th- this was interesting, though. I mean, you know, Carmella coming back, the big return. We know Corey Graves. We understand why he's so excited. I mean, they're actually married. And, and heck, even if I, I wasn't married to her, I'd be excited. But that, that's another podcast. <laughs> that's another... What, what I was going to say is uh, Popper Niven, I, I would agree. I, I love her name being back. Dewdrop was just a little bit silly. Uh, knowing all she's done in, in NXT in the UK as a, a whole and then what she's been able to to accomplish in the States, North America, internationally for that matter. Uh, and then, you know, you had Candice LeRae. I, I'm happy for her. And and Meechan, uh, I still like Mia Yim. I, I, don't, I don't get the Meechan thing, but uh, I digress. So we're going to Popper Niven, but yet, you know, and I don't mean this with any disrespect. I think it's Korean. She's got some heritage. So I get why she chose the name. Uh, from what I, I've read, but Mia Yim, I, I don't know that that needed to be messed with, but oh well. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. I think I, th- I, th- I think it was, uh, you know, overall pretty good match. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to break it down. I, I think a lot of people can do that, and and probably Benny better than I can. But I, I, I you know, Carmella, I guess we should have saw her winning because she returned, and we've not seen her in what seven months. But still, I just I got to be honest though, if you look at at the talent of Popper Niven, Meechan, and Candice LeRae, my argument would be nothing against Carmella, but you got three other capable ladies that could have got that spot. Yeah, uh, again, no respect to Carmella. Uh, it's cool to see her back, I'm not going to lie. I would, no offense to her, I would probably, and this is going to be controversial, I would assume, but I would quite happily swap out Natalia for Piper Niven. Um, no offense to Natalia. Um, well, but, you know. I, I think Natalia's had her time where Popper is, is newer, especially on the main roster and her exposure, especially over yeah. this side of the, the world. So why not? Yeah. Why not elevate her? I, I'm not, she had that match with Becky. What at, what was that event? Was that oh. clash at the castle? No, I, that um, wasn't a clash. I, I can't remember. I can't remember either. That's terrible, but I know they had a match. I'm, I'm just trying to make the point that I know they gave her an, an opportunity to be spotlighted, but come on, you, you got to give her more. And yeah, that's where I, I see you. Why not put program some of this new talent? That's one thing about triple H that I, I do admire that I'm not saying Vince won't do, but I mean, go with, uh, go with somebody different. Even if Carmella returns, make her look strong. You don't have to bury her, but she don't need to win. Yeah, no, but I mean, okay. Again, you know, there's plenty of time for these others that you've mentioned, Candice LeRae, Piper Niven and all that, um, to the next year to be, you know, elevating this women's division on Raw or SmackDown. So I'm not overly bothered, but I mean, if I was, you know, back to the question we had earlier, if I was going to change it, I, w- I would change Natalia for Piper Niven personally, but that's just um, the way I feel it. But we've got time now for these other people to be built up. Obviously, Nikki Cross is in there, but it's kind of been stalking yeah, Candice LeRae. So, yeah what's going to happen there going forward. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, again, there's plenty of room. I love Crazy Nikki, by the way. I, I yeah, think it's, I do it's as well. smart because that, that's, she does so well on that character. I and, would love it. And it gives Candace, yeah, it gives Candace LeRae somebody she can feud with. It, it, she's still young on, you know, at least regarding the main roster. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not overly bothered by Carmella either, but I like that Natalia, I mean, I, I respect that she's in there, but I see she's already been elevated realistically. So why not 
why not put a popper in heaven? Oh. But like you say, to be fair, you, you brought up some valid points that they still have time. So yeah, definitely. I mean, again, we're looking, we're, we're barreling towards elimination chamber. It's only 10 days away as we sit here. Um, and then obviously WrestleMania is not much farther away. So there's plenty of time for these women and men and women to progress. And maybe next year at WrestleMania, we'll see a lot more of these, uh, or even during the year uh, of at these events and stuff, we'll see a lot more of these people. So, um, part of me kind of hopes I, it ain't going to happen. I don't think, but this is just me, Tyler, like fantasy booking right now. But you know, we've got Dexter Loomis. We've got Johnny Gargano. We've got Candice LeRae. What happens if Nikki Cross is kind of taking on Candice LeRae and then she brings some backup and then we have that sanity logo come back up on the old screens at WrestleMania, Eric Young and all that. <laughs> I doubt it, but it would be quite cool. <laughs> Uh, it'd be an impressive visual, and I, I would be all for it. I, I think sanity is very underrated. And and think about Johnny Gargano's with Dexter Loomis. He's already odd enough. Why not bring sanity? I, I mean, that would be perfect, having Eric Young and, and what was it, Wolfie, that used to be there, and then think, uh, yeah, Mickey yeah. Cross's real-life husband, Dillian. What, what was his name? Boy, I'm saying it wrong. What was his name? Killian. Oh, Killian. Dane. Killian Dane. Yeah, yeah. The opposite. No yeah, wonder well, I was getting tongue-tied. Yeah. No, there it is. So, yeah, it, it would be cool. Again, I'm fantasy booking right now, but that would be cool. I'm just thinking it on the spot right now. Um, bring my list back up. So, yeah, we saw Carmella return, um, you know, new hair color and everything. Um, I know she had quite a, a bad year. Um, so she's been gone for seven months, I think they said, uh, in terms of some personal stuff. But she's back, and hopefully we can see some good stuff with her. She's one of those characters, almost like a Vicky Guerrero when she like, excuse me, when she talks, she's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, or he a, annoys you, but, yeah. but it's, it's a but good, it's good heat magnet though. But, exactly. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Um, before we probably get onto the, one of the bit more popular segments of the evening, I want to bring up Chelsea green very quickly eliminated within seconds in the Royal rumble. Um, and basically kind of doing a Karen kind of character. I think that's fair to say. I, I, I believe that you could uh, make the comparisons. Uh, she's very demanding mm. and and wants things her way. You know, uh, what what is it, uh, McDonald's? But that, that probably, <laughs> McDonald's would not be good enough for Chelsea Green. Yeah. It'd have to be one of these fancy upstart restaurants. I mean, that, that, wouldn't be, that would be beneath her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but she took on Oscar, and there was a moment in that match where I was like, she is not going to be Oscar, surely. And it almost looked like she did. Um, she didn't. But again, this is someone we can see going forward probably being a pretty good heel if they, I think, continue the way they're going right now, Tyler, maybe evolve it as we go along. But could be so one of these people, you just like a Stephanie McMahon or a Vicky Grail, like I said, she could quite easily be up there with Carmella as a as a as one of the top heels. Going. Kelsey Green gets it. I, I think, too, it's helped her being away from WWE. It's unfortunate she had so many stops and starts. I think we've we've uh, spoke on it, but knowing how much success she's had with NWA and Impact and other promotions, Ring of Honor, and it's allowed her to to kind of find herself again. And I, I think that's why it's not a bad thing for certain talent when they get released. They they still find opportunities, ways to work. So I'm I'm happy for a lot of these promotions and and, and a lot of the talent like Chelsea Green. And I think with Matt Cardona, I mean, she reinvented herself thanks to them being together. And, and I, I have thoroughly enjoyed this kind of Karen gimmick. I know people want to hate on it, but 
No one her. I think he's brilliant at the moment. She just, yeah, she, 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 it's, it's her. You could see her being an extension of this real life character. I mean, you could see her being that 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 pretty girl. Actually, she's flaming hot. I mean, she's let's be <laughs> honest, more than pretty. But uh, what? And I'm not talking about. I'm not. Yeah, thank you, Stone Cold. I'm not talking about the the Doritos either, or the Cheetos. My goodness, what am I trying to get at? But Chelsea Green is. Uh, she's just talented in the ring, and I love how they you brought it up. The story where. Hey, Oscar, we thought this would be just domination, and it wasn't. It, it until the girls from uh, SmackDown were circling the ring, and then Raw with Carmella, the representation there, and and all of a sudden that's kind of what helped Oscar regain the mm. advantage. And uh, but yeah, the sky's the limit for Chelsea Green. I, a sidebar, side whatever side rant, just br- real briefly. I got to actually see Chelsea Green, and it wasn't in WWE. It was back last year thanks to a friend of mine at, at an NWA event. It was the Crockett cup, the Briscoes were there too. So (laughs) man, and she is so good. And even, even though that was a smaller venue, it was still cool. And she came out there was posing and, and really playing up to the crowd. I mean, she just, she's got the psychology down. I can't say enough good things and compliment her just on her sheer talent. Uh, of course, her looks speak for herself. Uh, congratulations, Matt Cardona. I'll just say Uh, that, but it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, exactly. <laughs> I don't have that sound effect, I, otherwise I would have done that. <laughs> oh, I, I, thought that, I thought that was a sound effect. No, right no, now. no. But I, it will be next week. <laughs> okay, it will be. Hey, we'll, we'll insert it next week. But no, either way, it was funny. And uh, But, I'm, I, you know, I, I disagree with you on some things, but I, ha- I can't help but stand in agreement with you about Chelsea Green. I think she's got so much potential yeah. coming back. and I, I, I think, you know, this character is going to grow on people. I, I don't think... I think that's the point. Uh, fans tend to hate it, but th- that's the gist of it. It's, they hate it's you to not like her. And yeah, it's to you. be that's annoying. the whole point. It's like with Carmella, yeah, and and that's what we that's what I mean. We we kind of overanalyze these things, and and it's just the basic nuances that you have to really gravitate towards. So, and I thought this was a good match. I, you know, I don't mind Oscar teasing her New Japan character a little bit. I think that's cool. I, yeah, I think, I the, think the, the look is brilliant. Yeah, spitting out of the mouth when Carmelo, they, last week, I believe it was, and just a little uh, kind of scary tactics or, or just uh, add to her presentation. And it's it's still the same Oscar, but just in a, viewed in a different way. And I think it's good. I, I think change is not always bad. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just a case of um, the one thing I felt, I understand why they did it, but obviously because they're all going to be in the Elimination Chamber. And also the way Chelsea Green has been running her mouth the last couple of weeks. So I understand why all these women came out to look at this. But I, in the moment, I thought, why have they done this? We don't need them out here. But I kind of get why they were circling the ring because of what Chelsea said and obviously what the match represented in terms of who would then be next in, in Elimination Chamber. So, um, But yeah, no, in terms of Chelsea, I think um, she is... Uh, I, I pers- Yes, it's annoying, but that's the point. It's, she's a heel. She's meant to annoy you. And me, me, I'm not going to lie. I'm hoping she does really well. And on top of that, maybe we see Zack Ryder, a.k.a. Matt Cordona. Maybe we see him at some point. I don't know. But that would be so cool to have the woo-woo-woo. You talk about a guy I yeah. really liked. Um, I don't think. I think at one point he may have been on the cusp of possibly being a main eventer. Hopefully with the indies and stuff that he's been doing, Impact and all that kind of stuff. Maybe he would return maybe in the next year or two, and maybe he could be up there in terms of challenging for a world title maybe because I enjoyed his work as Zack Ryder personally. I think Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, 
does uh, great work, and I, he's reinvented himself, like you, you touched on with with the Indies NWA Impact. I think he's challenging for the NWA title again against uh, Titus or what, what's his name? Not Titus. Uh, what, what's the guy that used to be in WWE? I'm thinking of a different name. Uh, is it Tyrus? Maybe that's it. Oh, uh, that's it. And I said Titus or something. Boy, yeah, I yeah. was way off. But yeah. <laughs> it was that was him. I, I knew it started with a T. I, that, that's all I knew. But I don't mean to sound disrespectful. It happens, folks. Uh, we're human. Uh, but yeah, I think he's challenging for the NWA title. Yeah, yeah. So and, I mean, uh, I'd lo- I'd love to see him back in WWE personally, but that's just me because I was a Zack Ryder fan. It, and, you know, there's been the rumors, you know, he's tried to get things trademarked that he used to have, speaking of WWE, but I, I read a recent report, according to, uh, allegedly, anyways, let me uh, preference that he was denied trademarks, so that was sad news. <laughs> but he, I still see him still returning, just because he don't get trademarks, he could still be Zack Ryder. I still, oh, well, he could even come back as Matt, couldn't he, to be fair, the yeah. character he's done now, so, you know, he could do that. Um, yeah, Cardone, and that would work. hundred percent, yeah. A lot of these other indie promotions and and done well, so that that's uh, it's like Moxley. I I think if he ever came back to WWE, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think he necessarily has to return as Dean Ambrose. He could be John Moxley. I think he's turned that page, so to speak. Yeah, and that that's fair. I I think what you just uh, said. Mm -hmm. Uh, w- answered uh, all the questions, at least my, my question, it did. So thank you. I, <laughs> that, that's true. I, I, I didn't No, Seriously, I didn't always think about that. Hey, they, they don't have to come back as their old gimmicks. No. Sometimes WWE will be lenient. Vince has even shown a little bit, believe it or not, and especially with a change of the guard with Triple H and his team, maybe their things would be different in that regard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully, I see. I think Chelsea Green's got an opportunity here, and what she's doing so far in the few weeks that she's been back has been brilliant. Yes, it's annoying, but I love it. And it's always when Vicky Rivera used to come out and go, "Excuse me," um, it, it was annoying, point. but it was the yeah. point. Um, speaking of Vicky Guerrero, very quickly, I want I want to move on to a bit of news with that, and one other piece of news before we move on to the Cody segment, if you don't mind. Um, Oh, that's fine. Vicky Guerrero, there was a tweet go out. Um, I think it was WrestleMania, and they put out, Vicky Guerrero doesn't like Dominic Mysterio and using the Eddie sort of vibe, you know, that he's got, you know, everybody comparing him to Eddie. Vicky Guerrero, fair play to her, first F-bomb on the show. She um, tweeted them back, said, I have not done an interview with these people. I don't know who they are. I don't know where they've got this from. I love what, Miss- I love that what uh, Dominic's doing. And I believe it was Russell Amy. I could be wrong, so don't quote me on it. But they deleted the tweet. And I wish I'd have screenshotted it now, which I was going to do. But um, they deleted the tweet after when Vicky Guerrero herself come back and said, what the fuck are you talking about? And I loved it. <laughs> so I don't yeah, know if you saw she that. she called him out. She called him out, that, yeah. That's how, this is how this uh, ridiculous kind of information <clears throat> starts. Just not only by rumors, but somebody just jotting something down. Because they... they misread or misheard misinterpreted something you know yeah. you say it many multiple different ways of what vicky said and she was quick to uh to come back on them and say no we we love dominic and ray that whole family we we know yeah, how yeah. tight the relationship is with the mysterios and guerreros she knows I, how I the business she works could have said something yeah uh, you know she could have just said something that was you know he thought he heard but a lot of times that's why you got to check statements and facts because these things get so uh 
so entangled that to where they're not correct and and it, was just it gets clickbait. people in trouble. It was just clickbait. Yeah, that, that's what it is. It's a headline. It, yeah. It's a way to get views. It's BS. Hey, it? because we 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 got the scoop. Vicky said this, <clears> and everybody will click in and. Uh, you know, hey, we look what we did. I mean, it just gets ridiculous. And so I'm glad she did, because it's good to clarify and get people to understand. No, this is not what actually happened or what Absolutely. I actually said. Yeah, I love the fact she did it. Uh, I also want to talk about something that has happened. I was going to do it at the top of the show, but I've just seen an update from an hour ago. So I'm just going to uh, talk about this very quickly. We interrupt your regular broadcast to bring you this important news So anybody that's been following social media and Jerry Lawler, a lot of you may know he uh, suffered a stroke on Monday. Um, and I've just seen a tweet on his, at Jerry Lawler on Twitter. Um, he is now recovering in Fort Myers, Florida Hospital. His speech is limited, but with rehabilitation, he will regain a full recovery. He thanks everybody for continued prayers and we'll be back in the near future. So... I just wanted to shout that out quickly. Uh, Jerry Lawler loved him on commentary back in the day. We talked about him a few weeks ago um, in terms of Jr. and King, but I'm glad that he's recovering. I'm so I'm so glad he is too. When I, I heard that, I you know didn't even realize how serious it was. So I I was reading more of the articles like yourself and so many Benny and I, I'm. You know, like you all, I, I'm sending my, my prayers. Uh, we've got some positive news and updates from what I've been able to gather. He still, you know, has, a you know, ways to recover with having to deal with a stroke and apparently has a condo uh, type home that he owns in Florida. I know he also has his home in Memphis. And, yeah, I mean, part of our childhood, not only as a wrestler for some, but a commentator. Uh, you know, he, he's done so many different things involving wrestling, sports entertainment, uh, and being a, a guy from Tennessee, too, I mean, look what he did for the Southeast region in Tennessee uh, involving wrestling and, and then WWE on that platform. So I, I just it, it was sad news. I'm like, we just lost uh, Leap and Lanny Poffo. So I feared for the worst, unfortunately. I, I kind of went there and I was like, I, I hope it's not another another uh, sad case or, or tragedy here. And uh, thankfully, all the reports indicate that he should, you know, is going to recover, but he, you know, it's still going to be some effects when you have a stroke. It's just, it's just such a uh, traumatizing ordeal. And, uh, luckily somebody was able to discover the King and get him to the hospital yeah. and, and then perform surgery. And so, uh, you know, my prayers are still with him. We, I'm like you, Benny, we, we love Jerry, the King Lawler. He's got some of the more classic lines like Jr. and, and so many, especially during the attitude yeah. uh, years, the attitude era. And he he would have appreciated the Chelsea Green too. He he would have, <laughs> I'm sure would have loved that kind of banter, or at least I hope he would. But seriously, uh, and honestly, glad to see him doing better and making it yeah. out of it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie because of what I just spoke about in terms of Vicky Guerrero. When I saw reports this morning, I was a bit like, hmm, is this real or is it not? So the fact that it's actually on Jerry Lawler's Twitter page. You know, obviously it is true, unfortunately, and, and but at least it's good news, and he's getting he can he has the opportunity to get better. So yeah, um, but yeah, yeah verifies it when when you can see it on their actual page or at least close friends at least or yeah. when they'll they'll share it, then you kind of have validation. Oh, this is true. <laughs> but I get that because you wonder sometimes with the clickbait if this is somebody just putting it up there to get his name out to get views. And I mean, all, yeah, because it, it's it's the way the culture and world is today. It can be uh, sad and sick in a lot of uh, different uh, 
ways with the dynamics. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we, we all have to confirm that these kind of uh, findings. Absolutely. Yeah, 100 um, percent. I mean, not that again, we've got two more things to talk about on the show, but let's quickly talk about the uh, the cage match um, between Bailey and uh, Becky Lynch, which we were supposed to have on Raw 30. It didn't happen, but we had it and it was the main event of Raw as well, which was amazing. Um, what do you think of this match, Tyler, the cage? I'm glad they saved it uh, because we, we did get more time. I thought it was just incredible for the women to main event, and they deserve to. With uh, You're talking about Bacon Lynch and Bailey uh, presently. Uh, I, I thought they did a nice job utilizing the cage, just like how the men do. And probably a lot of times the women matches, I often like better in some uh, cases because it just shows you how far the women have, have came uh, as far as wrestling and, and everything. And I, I like the whole Bailey uh, Becky Lynch dynamic. Uh, apparently they've got chemistry. They, they know each other. You can tell uh, there, you know, I'm not going to go over spots. I, I just, uh, I was definitely interested in the match just because of the two stars we uh, referenced. And, and two, we got a, a big surprise, a returning hall of fame superstar, so, Benny, before, you know, you go into that, I, I wanted to get your thoughts as well. Uh, what did you think about this uh, big steel cage matchup with, with the man, Becky Lynch, and then uh, with the role model or, or Bailey, leader of damage control? I like the way they linked it into their, their relationship in Orlando, NXT, all the way to the main roster. And, of course, you know, Raw was in Orlando this week. So I like the fact that was this the plan? It makes you think, was this the plan all along? to ha- make it happen in Orlando. I have no, no it, idea. It does. Um, but um, yeah, it was good. And then of course, you know, uh, as you mentioned, a return, Io was climbing the cage, trying to stop Becky and everything. Um, a hard hitting match, to be fair. Um, there was some good moments in it. Um, but then I can, I did not see, I'm not going to lie to you, Tyler. I didn't see this coming. I didn't read anything beforehand because I like to go in blind. You know, I don't like to, Maybe look at the dirt sheets and ahead of time and stuff like that. But, um, of course, I watched it the day after being in the UK. So how I managed to avoid any spoilers <laughs> was almost uh, almost a miracle in now, itself. Yeah, that now that's incredible. <laughs> but um, Lita returns to Monday Night Raw uh, helping um, uh, uh, Becky, basically, well, at least stopping EO from getting involved in the match because Dakota Kai is on crutches after last week. Um Cool. It was just cool to see Lita back, really, to be honest. And it made sense in a sense of main event on Raw. You know, obviously Lita and Trish back in the day um, main evented Raw. Um, so, you know, it's cool. A lot of people are thinking that we're going to see like a six man, sorry, six man, six woman tag yeah, team are. match with Trish. I actually want to see, I don't necessarily want them necessarily, they don't have to win it, but I would like to see Becky and Lita team up against Dakota Kai and Io for the women's tag team titles rather than Lita, a six-man, uh, six-woman match, really. Yeah, either way, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I'll support it. Uh, Lita, to me, has still got a lot of uh, lot of time to have the, the, a successful run at anything she wants to accomplish. And I think it, it says a lot. I, I'm glad you, you mentioned the history with NXT and also the Trish Lita match. Uh, that, that was great because it, it helped remind my memory of yeah. uh, just the, the historic moments. And, and the, the, the uh, vindication for Becky Lynch and Lita to, 
you know, Bailey's been running her mouth. Damage control has been ru- running rough shot. The numbers game, they they've had their plan, but they wasn't expecting Lita to uh, stun them by coming out, just by yeah. surprising everybody. And I, I thought it was wonderful how Lita didn't actually have to be that physical with damage control. If you notice, it was just subtle things. And I, I yeah. thought it was brilliant because it, it built your anticipation up to when she needs to get more physical with uh, the opponents. And if we get Trish, which I, I think we will too, but I would, I would love to see uh, Becky Lynch and Lita get a run at damage control for the, the women's tag team titles. I wouldn't mind even seeing Lita yeah. and Becky have them for a little while. That would be cool. Uh, to, I think to give to, to respect Lita, but because not that Lita is not giving back to the young talent. Obviously, she is by helping out Becky and and working with uh, Damage Control. Because I know she's got so much admiration for the talent. She spoke about it on, I believe it was Stone Cold's program. What is it, the the sessions uh, deal that he does? Oh, the Broken Skull Sessions on the network. Yeah, yeah Broken yeah. Skull Sessions. Yeah, right. And she was complimentary of uh, of a lot of the these ladies. And and so it's good to see them give back and the the young talent also give back to the the veterans and. Yeah, and Trish, you know, and they look great. They they can still go. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't it uh lead in Becky that had the match in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um when Becky and, and, was and, healing up, yeah, obviously. And when, when she was healed and now that she's the baby face, it makes more sense for Lita to help her out, especially with damage controls antics. But to see Lita have another opportunity, whether she's in the Hall of Fame or not, look at what Edge is doing in Beth Phoenix. I'm I'm glad to see it because these legends, if they can still go, and and like Lita and Edge and Beth Phoenix and a Trish Stratus and and be teamed with you know whether it's a Bailey, a Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, or Rhea Ripley, why not have or paired against even why why not do it because as long as it makes sense, it goes along with the story. You know, essentially Becky don't need a rub, but she she actually got a lead a rub here. Uh, yeah, if you yeah. Think about it. And, uh, you know, there, she proved in that match what I was getting at with Saudi Arabia that she's still got a lot in the tank left. Definitely. So yeah. Lita could definitely have a run. Uh, so that's why I enjoyed her getting a world title opportunity for the women's division because she proved, hey, that, that, could be, that could be a real possibility. Yeah. I mean, just saying, I don't know whether Trish is going to be involved or not, but just saying Elimination Chamber, hmm, where's that going to be? Oh, Canada. Yeah, Ca- yeah. Canada. Wait a minute. That, yeah, that's going to be you know. a, in the... Not only a Sammy or <laughs> KO from there, but well, yeah, uh, I believe a, there's a Stratisfaction. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. Trish Stratus. Yeah, I think it's yeah, a suburb so somewhere, isn't it? <laughs> so there we go. See, yeah, see what I love too, Benny. You mentioned it, Orlando. The, the significance of the, their stories. It's when reality gives it that credibility. <laughs> I know we say this so much, but it, it's evident. And yeah. not only with Orlando and, and everything, but Canada. I mean, WWE and a lot of promotions do a, a great job at at getting their major angles over or continuing them to where it's a pivotal, you know, a, a pivot point, pardon me, for, uh, you know, whether it's in Toronto, Montreal, Orlando, the States, or UK. That's another point that I wanted to make that WWE just does a masterful job at. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm looking forward to Elimination Chamber for many reasons. And now, you know, the possibility... I mean, like I said, I don't. I want to see Rhea versus Beth one on one. That's that's the one match I would change. But if we are going to see a, I, I mean, if it's a six woman tag team match and Trish is involved, do you know what? It'd still be cool to see them. But I would kind of like to see Lita and Becky go after the tag team titles, the women's tag team titles. I think that would be really cool personally. But that's just my uh, 
my own person. Maybe, maybe they do that. Bailey's outside, keeps getting himself involved, and then who comes out? Trish Stratus to silence Bailey. Maybe we have Bailey versus Trish at Mania. That would be quite cool as well. And then we have the new women's tag team champions in Becky and uh, Lita, and maybe maybe Damage Control go over at WrestleMania. Maybe I don't know, but th- th- there's possibilities well, it- there. Yeah, there, there's so many possibilities. And if you think back, going to the storytelling, uh, Trish Stratus, didn't uh, she confront Bailey and Damage Control when they were in Toronto? I believe so, yes. So so it makes perfect sense why they can go back to it. Yeah, so, you know, again, I'm just, you know, off the top of my head here, but that would be, I would I would love that, personally. <laughs> so, you know. Um, yeah, me too. I, I think a lot of the fans would. I. And uh, I gotta admit, I'm I'm still got a crush on uh, Lita too. My goodness. Oh man, Trish Trish all the way. Uh, no offense, to Lita. Yeah, either. Trish too. No, no, <laughs> I, I agree. Trish all the way too. They both look great. <laughs> they're they're both an example, a living example of what you know a guy may should should be striving to be. You know, for a guy to be to look better. But hey, they that's why they're on TV. I'm not, and and I major <laughs> respect. I, I think I think they're not. They're, they're down to earth nice people but man when they need to bring it and get into character these yeah. these ladies do it man they they can definitely bring it so i'm looking forward to what they're gonna do so i hey, gotta find out i guess next monday night hopefully and, and so yeah because we've only got one more tool uh or till elimination chamber and uh, yeah. so we'll find out a lot more then yeah hopefully so uh some people like this some people didn't but i personally love the uh, segment between cody and paul Heyman. You obviously mentioned it off the air, so we're gonna, you know this is the sort of main talking point for us. I've got a clip here. Hopefully, it will play. Um, um, All right. And uh, Paul Heyman made it very personal between Cody and the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. Now, Paul Heyman may have said it, but I think uh, maybe Roman may be uh, controlling the uh, the wise man, possibly. You, Cody, were his favorite son. Yeah, I think Roman could could very well be manipulating Heyman a little bit to get to but Cody. But Roman Reigns was the son he always wanted. So, yeah, Paul Heyman, uh, hopefully you could hear that, Tyler. But, uh, yeah, um, Ro- uh, Paul I, Heyman. I could hear a little bit of it, and that's yeah, my yeah. fault. I, I may have accidentally talked on my end. No, I that's fine. Because you... I, I was trying to, I was trying to listen and, and see if the clip was yeah, playing. Because yeah. there for there was a few minutes <laughs> just on my end. I, I've got to educate the listeners. Sometimes when Benny plays something, you'll be able to hear it on the actual show, but a lot of times it don't come through on my end. So that that's <laughs> why <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Stone Cold will tell you, L.A. Knight, Paul <laughs> Heyman. Uh, doesn't it's nobody's fault. Everything's great. So I, I'm looking forward to hearing it back when listening back to it. But hey, let, let's talk about that segment, man. Paul Heyman, Cody Rhodes. That's a, a master class of how to do promos, is it not? I mean, a, a few people. Um, I agree with you 100. percent By the way, and Tyler, we are. What are we going to do? We're going to break it down. Um, so yeah. Um... <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Yeah, wait, wait a minute. I, I almost forgot something. Yeah. Let's break it down, shall we not, Ben? Break it down. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there there we are. Yeah. Anyway, uh yeah, so basically um Heyman, you know, it started off quite respectful, didn't it, to be honest with you. Um but a lot of people oh how many times do you have to see Cody cry over his dad? And I'm like, Are you fucking serious right now? That was one of the more emotional moments in terms of poor Heyman, you know, knowing Dusty, bringing him into ECW. 
and all this kind of stuff genuinely. So this is, again, one of those moments where reality blurs into entertainment. And uh, again, I agree with you. I thought I thought it was a, an excellent segment and couldn't take my eyes off it as it was happening, Tyler. No, I, you had to be invested. Uh, Paul Heyman can articulate words so well. Uh, we, we've seen this over time, over the years, whether it's been ECW, WCW, uh, especially WWE currently, and, and Cody Rhodes, uh, whether it's been WWE, AEW, or, or wherever he's been. I mean, he's he's got a lot of his father in him uh, as far as vision and uh, knowing how to cut a promo, deliver an etiquette that's uh, second to none. And I, I say that with all the respect in the world for the Rhodes family because I'm a fan of what Dusty was able to do as a wrestler, a performer, uh, and also with NXT and and you know with Dustin and and that whole family, they all can work and they they all can uh, talk as well. And and Cody got a lot of those attributes and, and it showed. And you got to have an emotional connection. Dusty's past and, and Cody, this is real life. This is him uh, allowing us to get a glimpse into his inner self, if you will. I yeah. mean, so he's got to be able to shed some tears and and speak about and get that closure with Dusty because Dusty would have loved to be to see the moment where Cody could win the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, and so I mean, it, that's why it me it's meaningful. It's it's almost hard to describe and, and put it into words, honestly. But Paul Heyman, the the banter of where Heyman was even get tears and get emotional because when you said it, when Dusty had that run in ECW, I mean, where, you know, WCW was kind of on it. It's, uh, you know, on its last legs as well. And so was ECW, but there was yeah. still enough where, where Paul E could, uh, could bring in Dusty, let him take on Steve Carino and just, you know, give back to a guy that I'm sure gave him a break going back to when he was in world championship wrestling. So why not, you know, let that, you know, like you said, the reality bleed into the entertainment uh, perspective of, of the promos of yeah. the dialogue. And, and I think these guys, they just reaffirmed of how well-versed they are. I mean, it, as, as good as Heyman is, Cody was able to, to come back at him, but that, that one line, and I'll let you take it out of respect, but we've got to talk about that one line and Cody was able to come back, but man, can Heyman just drop him? And when, yeah. uh, when he talked about how the favorite son and dusty, uh, I'm paraphrasing cause I want to get Benny's thoughts. Uh, to me, if you weren't invested, at least that line should have kept you drawn in somehow. If you are a long time wrestling fan, whether it like myself, I'm from the two. I started in 2000, like properly. I mean, I watched a little bit prior to this, but generally, I got into it in 2000. Um, and obviously, what wrote uh, Dusty did for the business, NXT, WCW, you know, all the stuff he did in his career. You know, I've not seen all of his stuff. I, you know, but he is one of those guys. You know, he, it's just one. He's just one of the. He's a, a true legend, which you know a lot of other people are, but. I'm not saying you have to necessarily be a long-time fan like myself, like Tyler, and like anybody else, maybe. But as I think most people can relate to, whether it's losing a father or losing a family member, you can relate to that. So to fulfill a promise, a dream, whatever, I think resonates with a lot of people. 
quite easily. So, the, but when you see these comments online about like, oh, for goodness' sake, Harry, you have to see him cry. I think, how dare you? You know, I know it's entertainment, but again, as I just said, and like you've just said, it's blurring the lines between it. But the the overall segment was really good. But that's what Paul Heyman's got. It, the, I, you could feel it coming to a degree. We've I've seen enough of Paul Heyman to know that yes, there is compliment, 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 compliment. Oh, now you've walked off the path and you've fallen off because he's now thrown a, you know, a dig <laughs> at you, basically. Um, yeah, he's so. made it personal. He, he he gets that one liner, even if it's just a one liner yeah. that, like you're saying, that dig. Uh, and that's when, you know, Cody comes back at him and he's like, well, you made it personal now. Yeah, I mean, I'll go through the little thing. So Heyman actually congratulated Rhodes on his Raw Rumble victory. Uh, Rhodes talks about, hey, which you already touched on, but Rhodes talks about Heyman giving his father a payday in ECW and Rhodes' family was desperately needed it, uh, leading both men to be emotional, to be fair. And it made sense. I mean, ECW, again, you don't necessarily have to be a long-time fan, but if you are, you know, it's like watching a series of a TV show and you've watched it from day one and you know all these little references, Easter eggs. If you watch the Marvel films, there's always something in there that links into another film or relates to something that's coming or has happened and all that kind of stuff. So WWE is very similar, I think. Um, but uh, after the compliments stopped, Heyman said, to Dust, uh, said that Dusty Rhodes had trained, prepared top stars in WWE Performance Center, including Roman Reigns. And as obviously he mentioned Seth Rollins as well and others. But um but he never trained his own son, which I thought once he started mentioning NXT, this is where this was going to a degree. Uh, Heyman ended his rant by saying that uh, the final conversation with Dusty, now this is very personal, and I thought you better be careful what you say next, uh, poor Heyman. Dusty said Cody was his favorite son, but Roman Reigns was the son he always wished he had. And I, and basically, I love the way Cody says, I'm going to, you've made it personal now, and I'm personally going to take the title from Roman. And, We've yet to see these two, Roman and Cody, interact yet. But I tell you what, it's leading into now, you know, it would be cool to see Sami Zayn win at Elimination Chamber. I don't think it was going to happen. But, you know, at some point we see Cody and Roman come to come to blows. It's going to be very interesting with that Paul Heyman dynamic in there as well. So, again, it's leading very much to uh, WrestleMania, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a way to make us take that main event even more seriously and go, this is for the biggest uh, show and, and for the biggest titles, with all due respect. It is other than the women's titles, because, you know, they are in a, a, their own level as well. But, I mean, these guys got this, not only the storyline over, they they made you, you feel the importance of that big fight feel I think the commentators, you know, a lot of the fans have already referenced this, but we've got to reinstate the fact that just put Paul Heyman or Cody Rhodes or whoever that's just great at, at speech and, and making you believe, suspend your disbelief, and, and you've got your winners. I mean, that, that's all you needed was this promo. If nothing else, the only thing missing would have been Roman Reigns, but you didn't, you didn't need Roman, and it was raw. You This way, you give them enough separation to where when, like, you were – you were alluding to when you've got Reigns and Cody in the ring together, then they have their chance to to cut a classic promo or just have that confrontation. Maybe they don't say anything. Yeah. You just milk it a little bit because, you know, Heyman has uh, spoke his piece. And I just thought it was great. The line, too, that where he was saying, I know you're Dusty's favorite son, but Roman Reigns was always 
the son that Dusty wanted to have. And I, I didn't get the, the, the correct words uh, aligned there, but it, it went along those same lines. I thought, what a line. I mean, that was the line of the night. And, and Cody had some good ones, but even yeah. he had to admit, man, with Paul, Paul Heyman, he just, he's a master, man. And, and Cody does great on those promos, too. It, very convincing, very believable. To go and somebody to, to brought go toe to this toe to everybody's attention. You, you don't have to go over the top. And, and, and pardon me, I didn't mean to butt in. I, I was just going to end it with that. Yeah, no, carry on. I was just going to say, it's for him to go toe-to-toe with Paul Heyman, yeah, it kind of, and not um, not fumble it, <laughs> like we saw at the beginning of the show, was really good, basically, is what I was getting at. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, and it would be hard not to fumble it. I mean, because those scripts are, and whether they go off scripts, that's still a risk. And because uh, it's human nature, you, you, you're trying to remember so many of your thoughts and, and get so many of the words you try to say. And, and sometimes, hey, I, I, I'm guilty myself. Don't always come out correctly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the thing is, yeah, for them to do it uh, pretty fluently and, and without flaw was just as impressive as uh, them uh, the you know, the uh, dialogue between themselves. But I, I don't know. That was epic. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That, was, that was on another level, as they say. Yeah. I mean, again, not uh, not one of the best roles in terms of everything, but I think was good in the sense of it's um, progressing and building uh, to the next event, basically. So, you know, like I said earlier, with the Star Wars films, you know, episode one, uh, you know, episode two is basically story filler to get to where we need to get to in episode three. So obviously we need to get to Elimination Chamber and then we need to get to Mania. So um, going to be interesting going forward. Um, but yeah, mate, been great catching up with you again. I'm glad the technical difficulties this time. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad too. I'm, I'm glad everything worked out as well, Benny. And, and like always, it's it's always a fun time to <laughs> uh, break down. Uh, there, there I go again, discuss Raw and... Uh, you know what? What's going to be happening for the next week's Raw and Elimination Chamber? And yeah, definitely. I'm sure you'll have SmackDown recaps and and more news. And, and I like how we were involving more news and questions. Uh, great fan. Yeah, questions, no, I thank everybody way. for I thank everybody for who uh, sent their questions in. Uh, share the show. Follow the Twitter at In the Corner WWE. Um, and then uh, you know, take part. Any questions, whatever. We'll put try and get some more questions put out and uh, hopefully get some of your feedback. And uh, it was great to answer them, to be honest, and stuff like that. So um, before we go, Tyler, where can we follow yourself on Twitter and socials? And, you know, what are you up to outside of uh, In the Corner when you're not tagging with me? Uh, You can follow me on at DustinTyler86 on Twitter. I'm currently writing and and doing a weekly report for WrestleBody.com. Check them out. The whole team does a wonderful job over there. And also their sister website, GeekBuddy, does a terrific job. Also, uh, the Rewind Wrestling Radio Podcast. Got to give them a shout-out. Standing Strong with Waylon Myers. The Uncensored Wrestling Podcast. I don't think he's on Twitter, but I I do some uh, Attitude Years recap of the Raws and and pay-per-views there. So that's been a fun trip down memory lane. Also, uh, I'm trying to, re- yeah, in the corner. How can I forget? My goodness, I, I'm telling you, I have lapses because I've, I'm, I'm so blessed to be on all these podcasts. Back when with, with Danny, and, and of course in the corner, I'll repeat it again. Make up for that, uh, Benny. <laughs> Your show, and then, and then so many others, you know, on Side Pals, Great Network, and, and also Josh DeBoard, uh RSH, his, his great program, and, and all the other ones. I'm sure I'm forgetting that's on the SJP World Media Network. Uh, so many of these networks have multiple just uh, fantastic shows, so check them out. I, I just got to plug everybody and, 
and do some advertisements. But I appreciate you allowing me to uh, give them a shout out. And I, I know they'll appreciate you for uh, letting me. And Benny, it's, I know I went lengthy, but I, I had to to get all that out. And I just want to say uh, thank you again. And it's, it's always a pleasure joining you on uh, your program. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, there's so many shows, as you said, you've already mentioned back when. Uh, obviously, there's Chain Wrestling Monday nights. Um, there's Nitro Nights. There's the, the Murder in Mind pod, the Doctor Who pod, and um, NXT Rise and Fall. Um, all these shows you can follow separately, or you can follow at uh, you can follow SJP Raw Media when all the shows are on there on one feed. But if you only like, say, Chain Wrestling, it's got its own link. It's got its own uh, web its own page, basically. So, And then, obviously, the, I, I will mention we are recording episodes um at the waiting room season two still continues and hopefully soon some episodes will be out uh we are slowly going through the waiting room uh show uh the quantum Leap podcast basically but yeah you can follow myself at benny mac b triple m-y-m-a-c-k but more importantly follow this show uh at in the corner wwe on twitter tyler thank you very much for coming on the show buddy um and we'll see you hopefully next week for the elimination chamber uh, prediction show um and thank you everybody following the show listening downloading and i hope you have a good week and we'll see you all again hopefully wednesday yeah i'll be returning don't worry i'll be back <laughs>